This is going to be so much fun. This is going to be the worst day of your life. I'm bringing nunchucks. Or die trying. Uh, here's our HBO synopsis. Granddad forces the kids to sneak into the long-awaited sequel for Soul Plane 2. What follows is a bootlegging, nunchucks, and $20 popcorn. Everything a day at the movies should be. <laughs> and this episode, I mean, it's fun, for sure. I, I feel like it's just, it's an experience that most, not definitely not all, but most Black people... No, all oh about. god yes We're just sneaking into the movies it's you know it's actually my so we never snuck into the movies because we knew people that worked there and we would get caught but i didn't realize until much later things like i thought everybody stopped at the grocery store to get bulk candy before going to the movies like i thought everybody like might we would buy a soda so then Thank we you, you know we are right <laughs> but like I, I'm that same, like, I was Jasmine when I was like, wait, what do you mean that that's not actually okay? <laughs> and then there was high school when oh. we would sneak other things into theaters. Did you guys have the dollar movies? Uh, when I was a kid, there was a um, $2 double feature uh, north of me. Um, now there is a quote-unquote cheap theater. I think they're $4 for second-run movies. Um five dollars yeah something like that no it's not bad but it's you know the double the the i have distinct memories of double features when i was a kid going to the like tales from the crypt and robocop 2 as if somehow those two would go together you know (laughs) and maybe the most random shit ever it'd be like blue lagoon and care bears yeah Uh, yeah we had a dollar theater and it was um unfortunately where all this shit happened yeah you know so friday came out there was a mm. shooting um minister society came out and there was a shooting so i wasn't allowed to go because you know i was very sheltered country town girl so we didn't leave elk grove at all um but when i got with hubby and we you know that was the only thing to do in davis like go to the movies and drink and uh, or go to the freaking um, IHOP, which mm-hmm. was everything to us when it opened. But um, we used to go and everybody that we knew would be there. Mm-hmm. So my best memory was staying eight mile, you know, with my husband. And we always made sure we did not need anything to eat. But we damn sure had 32 ounces of Miller High Life. <laughs> and we would go <laughs> and we would sneak them right in. And uh, yeah, it was it was good times. Now, 
Now that we have kids, it is way too expensive to take them to the damn movie theaters. Yeah. So we go to the drive-in. Yeah. Yes. The, the last drive-in left this area when the kids were still kids. Like what? Uh, the the last one we saw here saw there was like I think the Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Um, but yeah, like when I was a kid, we would go to the drive-in all the time. It really sucked, you know. Yeah. One of the best things about being a stepmom is being is you know going to the movies and the kids would fall asleep before the second movie and they'd be passed out in the back seat and the second movie was always just a little more grown up. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Always. The later one was always, right? yeah. I think, for sure. I want to say um, it was the, the aliens in South Africa thing when, do you remember? District 9? District. Yeah, yeah, District so 9. I think every city should have a drive-in. Seriously. I mean, Especially now, now. I don't think we should go back to regular theaters. We should just go ahead. They should just tear down all theaters and go ahead and make them a drive-in. How have, like, how have empty parking lots with, with big, you know, walls not been turned into drive-ins already in the pandemic, you know? Yeah. We have a couple of yeah. places around Seattle that, like, in the summertime will do movies in the park. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I just... I'm guessing someone's ringtone was going off and it just totally made my ADHD oh. go because <laughs> it was like Pac-Man or something, right? <laughs> Mario, Mario. Mario Dungeon. Hubby's, yeah, Hubby's texting. He didn't realize it. He's kind of, you know, oblivious to the so noise good. that his phone it's, My brain just uh, was um, like, I'm in the middle of my thought and all of a sudden it turns to Mario and I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Lindsay, do you ever go? Have you gone to the um, the Willow Pass Road driving? No, because that one's still there. Nah. In Concord, guys, I, I'm horrible at movies. I can't sit still. I can't pay attention. Like even if we watch something on Netflix, I got to be on the computer. I got to be on the phone. So I feel like they're a waste on me. But <laughs> nah, I've never gone. If I can shut out the sensory oh, information, I'm good. Like that's what I like about theaters is that it's pitch black and you can't really see much around you other than like a vague shape of a person or whatever. So there's no distraction. Whereas at home, I've got my phone, my TV, my whatever, my dogs, yeah. my husband. <laughs> I'm one of those people that I, I have that, um, that condition where I can't stand to hear people. Chew. Oh yeah. Me so, so me and yeah, theaters when people are <laughs> on freaking popcorn and it, yeah. I, yeah. I so it. I, you know, so the drive-ins are great. I just hate when people come and park right next to you as if you guys are together. <laughs> that shit gets <laughs> on my nerves. I'm like, come on guys, just give me a little space. Why are you trying to be seeing what I'm doing in my car right now? <laughs> um, and then usually, you know, when kids aren't with me, I'll do something so that when they do look, they get uncomfortable. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Be careful. Hopefully that doesn't right. backfire. <laughs> well, I'm a just letting you know when somebody's show. like, can I join? That would probably be the, <laughs> the worst thing. Um, <laughs> the worst thing to happen there. But yeah, uh, drive-ins, you know, when we all become millionaires, don't be surprised if I, you know, open a, a drive-in. Oh, my God. There are so many things that I would do. It just reminds me of Greece. <laughs> I hate to say it that way. Like, I hate to think of money as something that could, like, open opportunities. But 
seriously, like a million dollars isn't even that much in this day and age, you know? Give me a million dollars and I would like pay off my house, pay off yeah. my student loans, finish school and like pay off my mom's house, you know, things like that. I would run out of that money pretty quickly because of that. Yeah. We were like, I have enough left over to buy some some right, medicine. Right. Yeah, some trees. So <laughs> that's pretty it. much what it was. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> I, well, I was just telling hubby, um, we just left the, the gun range and I was just telling him, I was like, another business idea. Gun range, we open it. There needs to be like just a room for newbies, a room for like the big guns. Because I didn't shoot because there was a dude in there with like three freaking shotguns. And it just like, I couldn't do it. I could get that boom. <laughs> and I was just like, ah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll record you. You go ahead and, and shoot. So I always come up with business ideas for things that bother me like porn companies or you know i always have that oh yeah no i get um, that i totally understand that yeah oh man because i am the biggest critic ever i can't help it <laughs> i i feel um, like we should talk sometime about that because i i have exes that used to say that i would make a better porn director because i would like critique it the whole way through and never get my brain into it <laughs> I mean, <laughs> legit, if we're just kind of, you know, perusing through Pornhub, it, at least the first three or four, I'm talking about, well, why? Why are we doing this? Why do they have this music? Why is she wearing that? Does she understand that her earrings are kind of getting in the way of what she's supposed to be there for? Why is he ashy? Like, I, yeah. Oh, yeah, that one, for uh, sure. <laughs> yes, I'm like, we would make it so much better. It would be like this. Um, Yeah. And I would probably fire a lot of people because we were watching one the other day and I was like, okay, if I was director, I'd be like, okay, look, we can't have you looking like that. So we're going to go ahead and send somebody to go get some clippers so we can uh, groom you, cut your hair. You know, we're going to put this thing called baby lotion on your body. Um, you know, we're, we're, yeah, I would, I'd probably never get talent or I'd get the best damn talent because I would expect a lot. Yeah. once again off topic Usually. so yes uh, <laughs> you know we i miss you guys it's been like what a week a week and a half well it's funny yeah. because we we recorded two back-to-back episodes for letter kenny um at the like right after i think right after we did the last episode for us and so for me like yes it's been two weeks but also has it been two weeks <laughs> Yeah. Because last yeah, Tuesday right. I was just <sighs> exhausted because we had literally just finished another episode. <laughs> and it just Yeah. I I love spending time in, but I definitely I was like, ooh, yes. Ooh, weird. <laughs> Let's take a break because I needed it. I think I had been sleeping all day again. Another, well, you know, PMS stuff. Um, and I was like, you know, I would have come out, you know, open up, but I was just not probably going to give good content for like the first 30 mm. minutes because i was just my brain was not oh, working yeah. um yeah just craziness crazy oh and i had hella homework that i waited to the last minute to do. <laughs> as we so. do yeah i yeah. i totally understand that there's um so much that's been going on uh it's not even funny um yeah so okay so well, I saw your job was gonna yeah, be so there. So <laughs> okay, I mean, I just interviewed with a radio station, so I feel like talking to you guys about this shouldn't be that big of a deal. But I, I'm like getting all stupid. But anyway, um, 
Yeah, so last week, the district basically went um, scorched earth with the budget, and every school in Seattle was losing teachers. Um, and they, in their wisdom, decided that the program that my my team does didn't need to have that many adults because, you know, we didn't get any kids this year and this and that and blah, blah, blah. Yet, because nobody was allowed to move any kids during the pandemic because literally... Ooh. But anyway, <clears throat> so they told us that on Wednesday. On Thursday night, uh, the Seattle School Board voted to circumvent the union's contract to force certain teachers back to work by calling them essential. Um, and we wow. didn't find out until Friday night after, or Friday afternoon after school was out. So technically, we were off work. So a lot of teachers do not check their email after 5 p.m. on a Friday. Um, uh, which you should right? not. After five. Right. Uh, I don't check mine after two. O'clock. I mean, I don't check my email after about <laughs> three, but I, I leave room for the potential that I might have a meeting on a Friday because I have like I'm going to do a home visit on Saturday this week because that's the time when mom's actually home and I can actually talk to her. So I do things yeah. a little later with mine. Um, but yeah, so. <sighs> So we found out on Friday uh, afternoon, I texted my boss basically like, am I understanding this right? Did they tell me that my position was um, not needed, but yet essential and they're going to force me to go back? And she's like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Glad you understood. Right, <laughs> right. Like, and, you know, I, I love my principal. She and I kind of bonded over... Uh, my sister and her father died within about a month of each other, maybe two months of each other. So we kind of mm-hmm. went through that and having to be back in the school environment doing the jobs that we do um, while dealing with all of that. And so I really trust her and was really just like, this is fucking ridiculous. And I, I am, I am ready to quit over this. And she was just like, yeah. I have got your back. There is no way that I would fire you if you spoke out. So go, go, go do it. And so um, I spent the weekend writing this really long thing that thank you, Dean, for helping me type up because I'm a writer by hand. Um, And uh, I posted it on a couple of our school board or school public school sites. Um, And uh, it's I don't know how many times it's been shared by now. It's a lot. And I talked to a reporter from KUOW, which is our local NPR station. Um, Mm -hmm. And that uh, part of that interview uh, aired today, actually. Um, Well, just a snippet. She's going to do more. And we're going to be talking more in the future because apparently she's wanted to talk to me for a while, which made me feel really good. (laughs) Um, Put it on Twitter so so I can share it. Well, so I put... um, I put the the thread that I put on Twitter the other day was my testimonial. Um, I'll get the link because I just got the link just like an hour before we met up. Uh, yeah, Dean, I actually have it. Okay, so Dean's gonna get the link up for everybody. Um, but yeah, so uh, they're not just from that, but basically springing from that. Uh, friends of mine, the same, 
there are there are people in our community who started a thing back when we were striking last time, uh, which I think was about mm-hmm. five years ago. I actually don't remember what year we we went on strike, but anyway, um, six years ago, something like that. Uh, so they formed this thing called Soup for Teachers, and um, they decided last night basically to get that group back together and, and petition Inslee to, you know, actually prioritize teachers and, and, you know, do something about that. And between Biden today saying all teachers should be vaccinated, mm. why are you not vaccinating your teachers? To Inslee finally saying, okay, yeah, so teachers, the, the current phase is open to you. Um, like literally in the hours right before this, the reason why I did not watch this episode as many times as I usually do is because I was getting my vaccine appointment. So, um, the district wants to, uh, force me to go back to school once I have, once I am three weeks past my second dose of my vaccine, unless it's Johnson and Johnson, which I do not know what it's going to be yet. Um, oh, please don't take that. That is just ridiculous. 62% efficacy. It's something. It's something. 64. 64 yeah, is not that crap. bad. It's basically like. No, it's. Yeah, D. it's a D, but it's something. <sighs> right now, I've got nothing. Yeah. So something is better than nothing. That's I mean, <laughs> Yeah. I just, I feel like they. Well, I yeah, feel like they should give healthy that, people that one. But honestly, at this point, put something in my shoulder because I want to get back to work and I want to scream at white people who think that teachers are being too demanding by actually wanting to you know make sure we're safe um and all you guys want to do is stay home that is seriously that these freaking parents are saying that shit like really Mm -hmm. like you you guys didn't choose it you guys didn't make corona like i don't it infuriates me and i'm like look just because you're tired of staying home with your child doesn't mean that we need to go ahead and rush shit back if i see one more group of parents and they're all all from privilege land. Oh, my kids are having emotional problems, which I'm sure some are. But you can tell that parents, some parents have told their kids what mm-hmm. to say. But not just that. You can, not you can just that. that. Teachers should not be your fucking mental health support for your child. No. What are you doing Daycare or not provider, doing? Yeah. I am not. I no. mean, my particular job. Yeah, it really helps that I have a background in psychology and it really helps that I'm going to grad school for child and adolescent developmental psychology because what I work with is traumatized kids. But most kids, no, yeah. they don't need that shit. Well, I mean, they need parents need to fucking be accountable. They need a teacher who is a teacher. They don't need a teacher. Well, they might need a teacher to listen to them and their problems. But yeah. That shouldn't yeah. be the teacher's job is is what my point is. There there are so many ways out there to help your child's mental health that so yeah. many parents feel right. so entitled because we teachers have had to do it for so long that they just expect mm-hmm. it. And during this, like I the the families that I work with are all just grateful that they are able to access education right now because, you know, right. I have yeah. one kid who's been showing up off and on but if you can't if you count up how much he's been on it's three times what he was last year because showing up to school is the biggest barrier for this kid Mm -hmm. so this Mm -hmm. has actually been pretty great for him and despite the fact that you know he's gonna need special ed in the future uh or continued special ed in the future he didn't he benefited from this year and is still benefiting 
Yeah. And or it's funny to me because they're always saying that, you know, that black people and, you know, well, you know, brown people, minorities are the ones that are suffering mm-hmm. the most. And choosing not to and send I'm their like, kids really? back. Yeah, in the yes. Seattle school district, it's, like, al- it's almost exclusively white parents who are fighting for teachers to be back in person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. The rest of us are like, look, you let me <laughs> right. know when COVID is no longer a thing and then I will send my child back. You know, I think especially with seeing what we've been through the last year, it's understandable to. OK, so my baby wants to go back fourth quarter so bad, so, so bad. And we're, you know, right now we're thinking about letting him go back hybrid. Um, but the class that he's in, cause they put him on tracks, it's only four kids in the class. So I'm like, Hmm, I may be leaning a little bit towards you going back. Yeah. Cause he really needs the social aspect. Well, that kind of a situation, that kinda... like that's, that's great. Like the kids that I work with, the kids that basically the district is trying to use to, as an excuse for, Oh, we need to go back to school because of these kids. They are primarily black, black and brown kids. And they are primarily not wanting to go back. Like, this is... <laughs> okay, how do I say this? It's partially um, institutionalized racism. And partially, mm-hmm. we're doing this because we don't expect your community to do anything about it. If we did this to mm-hmm. a different program, you know, then we would get a lot of white parents who were outraged about it. But your program, no, they're mm. all foster kids and parents who are just grateful yeah. that their kids going to school. So that's part of the reason why, like, if I could teach four gen ed kids in a classroom with extra space and all of that, that would be great. I would totally be okay with that. But those aren't the kids that I teach, unfortunately. And those aren't the kids that the district is trying to, you know, dangle in front of parents and say, see, this is what we're doing for equity and um, our BIPOC community. It's another agenda. Exactly, exactly. It's another agenda to keep us down. Like we're all becoming educated about who we truly are. We're, you know, we are exercising our second amendment rights. We are trying to become entrepreneurs. You know, we're just trying to have more control over who, you know, who we are in our lives. And that infuriates and scares Mm -hmm. so many. So they're like, all right, well, how else can we do it? We brought crack into their neighborhoods. They freaking, you know. They they went ahead against that. They started hip hop and gangster rap. Uh, you know they, you know we burned up neighborhoods and completely just ruined communities. Mm-hmm. They came through that. Like it's everything that they try to do to keep us down. We just get stronger and we and we keep you know coming back. And so now I think education is their new platform. You know their new agenda. It's easy. Um, it's easy to lift up the white students and give the white schools more money because of the neighborhoods that they're in. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's all set up based on inequity and mm-hmm. they aren't doing anything about that before even all of this shit. Um, and actually, so uh, to tie it in with the show a little bit, since we are talking about a show here, um, yeah. <laughs> there is when they're at this movie theater, uh, and Huey before going into the before sneaking into the theater is talking to <laughs> the um, the guy working there, yeah. yeah. And he was like, Well, why don't you guys unionize? And so I want to play that clip because it, I know that, uh, I know that Lindsay, you have some stuff to say about that. And since there's so much going on with my teacher's union right now, I'm all about unions, so. Amen. 
you guys unionized and staged a walkout that quickly? That's amazing. Oh yeah, we unionized. Then someone called the corporate headquarters and they shut down the whole place, fired everybody. Oh, well, um, power to the people. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Fastest unionization ever. In right. The history okay. Of that was kind of beautiful. Uh, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, 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 I laughed the first time watching it today because of everything that my union is going through right now, and the district is mm-hmm. actually applying union busting tactics to get us to go back to school, and. So, like, hearing this, I was like, yeah, that, like, if our district had the ability to completely fire all of us and start again fresh, they would. They absolutely fucking would because it would be cheaper and it would be less, like, anger and less of a fight to have all, like, brand new teachers than people who actually, like, know how to stand up to their rights, you know? Let's get a bunch of 25-year-olds who are just finishing their teacher credentials. They owe $100,000. figured out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And they, you know, these kids will walk all over them because 25 and, you know, junior high school, high school age is not that big of a difference. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember not taking my my TA seriously at all. I was just telling a story to my son. I was singing Downtown by SWV. And he was like, you shouldn't be singing that song. I was like, Herbie, please. And Herbie Berry, I'll never forget. Instead of Mr. Berry, you know what I'm saying? But I knew that he was... 25 and i was like a sophomore i think i was like go somewhere i'm gonna sing this song <laughs> um and that was a teacher you know what i'm saying but just just that like they they think you know the grass is greener on the other side of course but our educational system is so archaic and it is like we said there's no equity you know, and any time that, you know, it tries to be made an even playing field by maybe opening a charter school in a lower income neighborhood, you know, everybody gets up in arms mm-hmm. and that's not fair. And, you know, they take one number and they make it seem like it's the number for everything. You know, oh, they have lower rates and I mean, lower passing yeah, or testing rates. And let's not get like into that. the charter conversation, though, because charters get abused so often, like not just like that, but like they abuse the system, too. And so that they don't have to take special ed kids and that sort of thing. But like I'm thinking of oh, opening yeah. a charter school. I've had a good experience. Right? Though. That's good. Yeah. That's good. He works at charter That's school. That's good. So I, and I believe me, I never thought I never I never considered that. I was like, my kids will go to a private school. I'll pay for their education or good old public school. Now I'm like, you know what? You guys belong to a community. Um, and my husband's high school, they have a 98% graduation rate. Well, I'm sorry, 98% of the graduates went to a four year. Cool. Yeah, for the past few years. So it's like, if it's done right, you know, exactly. it's created by Kevin Johnson. I don't know if you guys remember him. Nope. Um, basketball, you know, ex NBA player. Um, he played for the Suns and then he was the mayor of Sacramento. Okay. Um, he created the the charter school system. But I, I definitely agree when it's done, when the community is involved, the parents are involved, you know, then it can right. work. Um, so, Lindsay, yeah. um, what was it that you wanted to talk about with that clip? Oh, I just picked it because I was like, yeah, this is totally a fight the power kind of clip. I'm totally with it and how people, you know, everyone wants change and nobody wants to actually follow through with the consequences mm-hmm. you might face, which is realistic. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Um, but I feel like your background story uh, gave it a lot more weight. <laughs> so it was kind of a I was just about to say, except for, pick. you know, except for T. I think it's awesome. Why don't you become like a union rep or some shit like that? Like, oh, right, no, I don't. End up I would yell at people. <laughs> like, I am the, um, the union reps at my school are amazing. Uh, one of... Um, one of my favorite coworkers was on the bargaining team this last summer before online learning this year. Um, I don't I don't personally know anyone who's on the current bargaining team because they rotate uh, so that nobody gets burnt out on it. Um, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I know that the two people leading it are both women of color who've been working in our community for a really long time. And I really respect them and the things that they believe. So I believe that they're doing right by me. Um yeah. And, you know, I mean, I, I will know more on Thursday because we have a union meeting for those of us who were affected by this. Um, whatever. I don't know what to this call it. This, yeah. The, yeah this little backroom deal yeah. that the district made with the Seattle school board and to get around it. Shenanigans. Exactly. Um, so I won't. You know, I won't know more until after that, but I do know that our union has been polling teachers about if we would be willing to strike over this and and that sort of thing. So I have a feeling that Inslee was just kind of waiting for an excuse to push teachers up because he felt maybe like at this point, I feel like he was like, oh, fuck, I really fucked up not putting teachers in. And now we're doing all of this shit to them. And, and oh, thank God, Biden said something. OK, now that Biden said this, teachers are now in the... Yeah. yeah. So your governor isn't like stepping in like, I no, know that was the governor. Newsom that is... was today. That was Governor Inslee. He's he was he ran for fucking oh, president. Okay. It's that same guy. Um, mm. And, you know, he. Uh, several I think it was like our state is it our state Senate and our state representatives, our state representatives wrote a. Uh, letter to Inslee a couple of days ago. So like Premier Jayapal um, and Deborah Juarez. I can't think of who else. Those are just two that I oh, know I exactly. This, I read an article. Yeah. Yeah. I just read an article. So, okay. yeah. So they they wrote, you know, this this open letter to him like two days ago. And then basically over the last few days, since all of this shit has come down uh, in Seattle, he's been getting a lot of response from not just teachers, but, you know, families who are actually who actually care about their teachers and um so i i i don't trust politicians i'm not going to give him props for fucking doing this he should have done this in the beginning our union has been asking for it since last year hey make sure when the vaccine comes out that we are priority so we can get back Mm -hmm. to school um so yeah (laughs) Yeah, Newsom just did it. I think he did it, though, because they are trying to recall him. Mm, mm-hmm. So I think that's his way of appeasing, you know, because it, like a month ago, he was like, you know what? Let's just call it. If schools aren't going to go back, let's just call it for the year. Like, let's stop, you know, him and hawing around. And then, you know, people started coming out even more. And he got like a they got like another hundred thousand signatures or some shit on the recall. And all of a sudden he was like, all right, well, this is what we'll do. So he just announced yesterday uh, $2 billion set aside to work with schools and, you know, get them the appropriate PPE and da 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 and all that other stuff. And I'm like, or everybody could just stay home for another freaking quarter. Yeah. We can get through the summertime and then we could try in April, I mean, in August. Well, and, you know, you know if, 
if healthy people like are get the Johnson and Johnson instead of the Pfizer or the Moderna, which is, you know is more effective and can work for higher risk populations, basically the entire country can be can get vaccinated before summer. Like we can do this. You just have to actually yeah. do it. Like you have to actually have the fucking plan in place so that these things work. And I don't know it. Ugh, I'm, I'm so frustrated with honest. government. Like you always. said, summer. Yeah. I think when they all came out with the vaccines, I was like, look, the bulk of us are not going to be able to get it until summer. Right. That was what, in the spring yeah. and summer. But now they have four and, different vaccines you know, they, that ha- have been yeah. um, proven effective. And, you know, they actually put money into it, unlike Trump. So uh, <laughs> they're actually being made at a rate where we can actually vaccinate people in a reasonable amount of time. Yeah, I don't know. Like a good amount of us, yeah. Yeah, it, it's pretty crazy. It's like the residual effects of what we're going through now. It's like it's going to be hard for us to get back to life yeah. when we still have, you know, the leftover effects. Um, yeah, I, I just say, look, I'm okay with staying my ass at home another, you know, six months or so. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I can do it. At this point, I want to get vaccinated so I can go back so that another teacher doesn't have to. Like my co-teacher has a young child with um, with immune deficiencies. I don't want her to have to go to back into the classroom and then take it home to her kid. You know, if I can get the vaccine and I if and the district actually does what they say they're going to do when it comes to PPE, I feel comfortable enough going back because of the students I have right now and they're not going to give me brand new students who I've never worked with. So, yeah, you know, if we were talking like if we were at this point in everything and it was the beginning of the school year and they were going to be giving me new kids. No, there's no way because getting a relationship with these kids can get physical Mm -hmm. in my, you know, I can get scratched or spit on or, you know, bit or whatever. And yeah. Yeah, I'm not ready for that part yet. Because everybody's hygiene isn't the same right. and everybody, you know, not everybody believes and, oh, and we you know, get... people think it's okay to sneeze. <laughs> just out, you know, you oh know. my God. Seriously. <laughs> like I was already wiping down everything in my room before all this shit came out and I was still getting sick constantly because it's a fucking germ field. Yeah. And Lysol is expensive mm-hmm. as fuck. I don't know if anybody has noticed that, but good old bleach water works, but still. <laughs> You sometimes you need to sometimes you need to spray that, you know, that Lysol and it sit for a bit. But um, yeah, it's it. Yeah, it's crazy. I, we're definitely going to be dealing with this, I think, for another year. Um, yeah. Of trying to just get back to normal. I'm not saying illnesses or anything. I think yeah. we've kind of gotten to the level where it's flattened out. Well, but with new variants popping mm-hmm. up every other day. And that's day, why people need to get the vaccine know? right there. The variants are yeah. popping up because we've let it go on too long without actually doing the things mm-hmm. that are needed to make it go away. So, like, Trump. yeah. So, like, vaccines are our last hope. <laughs> like, shit, Texas, today, no fucking Trump in sight except in Florida at some, you know, Nazi rally. Um, <laughs> but, like, Texas today, they completely lifted all mask requirements, all sanctions. Like, restaurants can open at full capacity anywhere in the state yeah. now. And their numbers have not yeah. gone down. They've they've Neither maintained, Georgia, but that but doesn't you mean can't shit. Tell them nothing. Right? Exactly. Yeah. This Georgia is why too. we're in trouble. I mean, in Florida, but we know Florida's mm, crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
like their their thought in Florida is like, well, we've already had it. Like we've all already had it, so it's no big deal. Like literally, that's how the you know yep. Miami's cracking, mm-hmm. just like normal. Yeah, um, I I you know, know people- somebody who I had to mute on Facebook because they were like, I got COVID. I'm not going to get the vaccine, and I'm like, oh, bitch, come on. Uh. <laughs> I was like, no, no, you don't even have the excuse of like systemic racism in you know testing medication on black people as an excuse of being like oh, anti-vaccine. Yes, yes. Like, we're not going to talk anymore. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh my gosh. Oh. You can, yeah. We can continue talking about all the, the bullshit that's yeah. going on still. But um, so have you guys seen Soul Plane? <laughs> no. no, actually, I have not. What? <laughs> I know. I know. Are you guys? I think Dean's. I think oh we God. we like when the first time we watched this, I was like, "Did you watch it?" And he's like, "No." Did you watch? No. No. Okay. At some point, we should probably watch oh that. We didn't do that. We should totally <laughs> do like a Zoom movie night. It uh, is okay. It doesn't need a soul plane too. Like that would have been <laughs> absolutely horrible. Um, I, look, I am one of the. I'm gonna admit, I thought so. Soul plane was funny. Okay, I was very proud of Kevin Hart for what he did. Did it have a lot of stereotypes? Yes. But it's funny because it's true. That's why shit is, is comical because there's always a bit of truth to well, it. Well, and it wasn't so, made for it wasn't made by white people to make fun of black people. It was black people saying, Our culture is kind of ridiculous. Let's have fun with it. Yes. You know, like look, that would be the best flight ever, okay? The, they had a club on board. It had freaking <laughs> It had a, well, they didn't harp on it too much, but kind of like a dispensary in a way. Mm -hmm. They had a mall. The mall had a basketball court on it. Is hilarious. I mean, it is. Then they had like the ghetto part of the plane, right? And on the ghetto part of the plane, you had to pay to put your shit in the overhead. The overhead was lockers. So you had to put like 25 cents or 75 cents or whatever in them. Okay. Your your food was Popeye's chicken, and it was like one breast to two to a uh, guest, and then they have to split alizé or warm malt liquor. <laughs> it funniest shit ever. I'm, I'm gonna have to send you guys just a clip of like one of the best things on there. Um, when it was very step- stereotypical of a black man in his his third leg, we'll say. Um, let's uh, and how the white woman went crazy over. Let's uh, play the it, it, play play a clip real quick from uh, about Soul Plane. Can't see Soul yes. Plane. Where I little baby? Because of the types of stereos or something. Types of stereos? Oh no no no, little baby doll. This is a good theater. They have THX. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mean stereotypes? Stereotypes in Soul Plane? That's nonsense. <laughs> So how about we tell your daddy we saw something else? Hmm? <gasps> okay. <laughs> right? She liked it until she thought she was doing something. Well, I mean... I'm going to say this. Jasmine got on my nerves this episode. I wanted to go, little girl, if you don't shut I mean, uh, yes. Ja- okay. Jasmine was kind of a little bitch in this one. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. but also, like, she's never... Let's see. Um... She didn't know that adults could be bad mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. wrong, yeah. you know? That was really obvious. Like, yeah. she was like, but he's saying it's okay, and he's an adult, so uh, okay, it's okay. And even, like, 
um, I wrote down, you know, the a, some a theme that uh, has gone through the series that actually Dean did not write down was um, Huey trying to warn Jasmine about some kind of reality mm-hmm. of the world mm-hmm. that she wasn't ready for, and mm-hmm. um, you know, thing that things aren't always nice and. Uh, like Wensler with the lemonade stand and, you know, standing by the tree, you know, telling her, well, I'm going to go. Bye. You know, just like the world isn't. Well, people bootlegging the movie mm-hmm. and, you know, them saying, you know, like stealing the movie was like killing. And oh, like and that's a whole nother. Mur- oh, my goodness. That was so over over the top. It was amazing. <laughs> Way over the top. And I'm going to admit this. For probably a good five years, we had a bootleg Meg, man. His name was Repo. <laughs> and we had. Every damn movie that you wanted. Now, allegedly. Like, allegedly. <laughs> okay, allegedly. Squirrely Dan. <laughs> yeah, these are some neighbors that I heard about. No, um, no, mind you, yes, you heard people talking. You saw people standing up inside the movie. You heard people going past me the chicken, <laughs> and you know, but and anyone that was like too horrible to watch, we would just go ahead and you know go pay for it and watch it or whatever. But for the most part. Oh yeah, we we definitely saw allegedly. I mean, um, some blockbuster. D- hits. Dean and I sometimes go to Canada in like a couple of minutes so that we can watch something we want to watch. But <laughs> oh, that? oh, that's right. Because with a VPN, yeah. you could be anywhere. Right, right, right. Yeah. Although we right. we oh. use Canada a lot because of Letterkenny, <laughs> but also. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, Dean, I forgot you and all that. So you need to help me set up a VPN because I, I, I feel like my 62, three old mom when I'm trying to do shit like that. Oh yeah. He's, he's um, definitely the guy to talk to about that. Um, I actually, you know how to get on the dark I web? had, <laughs> dark web. um, I had a question, um, and I asked Dean and he couldn't think of anything. I was wondering if you guys could think of, so when, when you saw, when you would see those ads back when they would make them for, you know, don't steal this movie. Are you stealing this movie? It was almost always like on a VHS cassette or when DVDs mm-hmm. first came out and, you know, you could like burn things and transfer information back and forth. And when streaming first started, not not streaming, but like Napster or whatever was the movie version mm-hmm. of that. I don't remember ever seeing something like that in a live theater. Um, There was occasionally, it wasn't as, you know, dramatic as what was shown in you know in the show um it definitely did say you know it's it it was always just like a you know a written message that would flash across flash across and it would do that in movie theaters that yeah yeah the fbi you know the code civil code 42 one with that right you know prohibits you remake or taking this film or blah 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 whatever um and then it said you could be sued by the studio so let's say it was lionsgate it was like lionsgate would have you know I'm like, Lionsgate really would come after me? I'm like, I please. Um, but yeah, it wasn't it wasn't prevalent. It it happened for probably about a year, I would say. Okay. Um, and I think that was probably at the height of bootlegging. Okay. And then we started streaming music and they're like, Oh well, look, who <laughs> fucking cares? You know? <laughs> oh well. Um, but now look, <laughs> everything is being streamed to Apple to hbo max oh man tom and jerry the other day that that's a whole other thing talking about how many different things are like cable was terrible i don't 
we don't watch cable any... like not anymore really mm-hmm. we have hulu and amazon and to be mm-hmm. perfectly mm-hmm. honest you know i'm a teacher and we share things so i have a lot of logins for a lot of things um because you know we'll show them to students something like on disney plus where i don't have any kids in my house i'm not going to get disney plus but my co-teacher she might have disney plus because she has kids and she might not have hulu so i would give her my login for hulu and she would take my login for disney and it worked great um but now it's just getting out of fucking hand man like there are so many streaming things like um there's Hulu and Amazon and Netflix and HBO Max and, and uh, what is it? Disney Plus. Disney Discovery. Plus. Discovery Plus. Cur- Curiosity Stream. Curiosity Stream. Um, there's uh, yeah, uh, yeah. there's the horror one, uh, Shutter. Shutter, yeah. Um, but like there are literally hundreds of streaming things now, and it's just as bad as cable. And if you wanted to see everything that you want to watch, you have to spend a hundred dollars again because. They they piecemealed they right all that. Yeah, exactly. Because they lost all those people. Exactly. You know, when everybody was like, "Ha ha, we beat you. We cut the cord," and they were like, "Ah, okay." But something's so, something's gonna, peacock. you know, it's gonna here blow there, up. Here and there. It's gonna reach a, yeah, a critical point, I think, because it's fucking ridiculous. And they'll probably merge, so it'll be like Hulu Netflix. They yeah. should. That makes a hell you know of a lot saying? more sense. But they're not gonna. Yeah. Not anytime soon. They might no. like buy out smaller companies or something. Like voodoo. I mean, I just hate that before I was able to go to Netflix and watch The Office, Mm -hmm. New Girl, fucking all that. And now they took everything off. Friends, you know, it was like all in one stop shop. Now they were like, nope, Netflix, you're not going to make money off of our shit. So now you got to get HBO Max. Now you got to get NBC and CBS has streaming. And oh, I I don't know why that's a thing. Good Lord. (laughs) Who watches CBS like that? Well, apparently a lot of uh, Trekkies. Yeah, I have not seen the new Star Trek, I will admit, but I am a huge Star Trek fan, so I have, uh, um, I am in the market for somebody who might have a CBS <laughs> access login. Oh, I do. Oh, and the new Me Equalizer do. is on it, and I really like Queen Latifah, and I want to support her um, by watching the show, not by paying for it. <laughs> right? I will write that part. And that's, that part, that's that like part. that's like grandpa, granddad. That's all he's doing. He wants to support the movie. He just doesn't want to pay for it, <laughs> or make his own fucking popcorn. Or make so that <laughs> lead into that because that is some bullshit right there. Oh, uh, I honestly never thought about bringing. Like you joked about chicken, I I've never ever thought I never thought about sneaking in food. Food. It was always like. Oh candy or or something like that you know mm-hmm. <laughs> i took done go, i'm like where are we gonna go we taco bell look give me my purse let's put your bean burritos in there <laughs> you can take your drinks um and maybe i'll buy you you know a seven dollar freaking box of candy that is a 99 cents at the dollar tree maybe if we didn't happen to stop but it's mm. fucking ridiculous. Like, it's really ridiculous. But, girl, I'm telling you, I've been in a you know movie theater, and I'm like, is that potato salad? <laughs> Did I smell? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I get weirded and out when I can hear a can a opening. Like, someone's, like, cracking open a can of soda. <laughs> I'm just like, dude, could you be any more obvious about it? Okay, so that was me. And, um, <laughs> and uh, what was the movie with uh, Jada Pinkett, <laughs> Tiffany Haddish? Oh, yeah, girl's girl trip. Yeah, 
I took three Tecates and I was in there like, this is the middle of it. (laughs) The only man in that theater was with his wife and he was Mexican. And he looked over, he's like, you have another one? (laughs) And he's like, Tecate, you have another one? I was like, yeah, I'll go ahead and share with you. But yeah, I, yeah, that was me. I was in there just, that shit cracks me up. Yeah. I do not have the guts for something like that. Like I like to be sneaky and totally. Well, I'll I'll sneak in like take a pot I'll get the, <laughs> I'll take in like the little <laughs> mini bottles of wine or something. Like especially yeah. if we're going to Cinnabar where I can buy a glass of wine and then just pour my wine into the glass and it stays full. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But yeah. So. And they're walking by like, how does she still have? I haven't touched it. I'm sorry. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. (laughs) (laughs) Just letting it breathe, you know. (laughs) I I thought that that was really cool. What what is it? The Studio Movie Grill opened up out here and everybody was like, oh my God, it's a restaurant. You know, it's it's really cool to be able to sit down, look at a menu, have somebody bring you your food, you know, during the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's just expensive. Yes. Like you get your regular movie tickets and then you get like a Applebee's, you know, two for 40 dinner. Uh, yeah, but, and but, like, but you are guaranteed that there are no babies. There are no kids that should not be in there because they're probably carting everybody on the way in like they do at Cinnabar. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can like at least at, at Cinnabar, like it's they literally let. The lobby, they turn it into almost like a little bar where you can hang out for hours. Yeah. So it's an experience. And, you know, all of those years when the kids were taking us, all of those years when the kids were making us go to the really, really terrible, like Hannah Montana movies and shit, like it was really nice to be able to go to one that they could not go with. (laughs) I mean, and just all the adult movies, although, I mean, all the kids' movies, even though they're really made with adult jokes and, like, they do that on purpose so that parents will take the right, kids. Right, right. But, man, I, I would have definitely liked to see a couple movies that I was like, oh, that was garbage. Um, mm-hmm. Baby Boss. Oh, my God. Worst movie. I have not seen that, that was one. horrible. I would have definitely loved to have been drunk for that. Actually, I Everyone think we were I know loves it, So, never mind. I take really, that. Lindsay? I, I've never seen it either, though. Just... Like, all my friends love it. Oh, Baby Boss. Baby Boss 2. It is trash. It is not. I don't don't understand the appeal. I mean, it's... What was that movie when, in, like, the 80s? um, Look Who's Talking? Look Who's Talking? Yeah, Look Who's Talking. Oh, I love it. It's like that, but animated. Like, it's. it was funny when it was a kid with an adult voice. It's not really funny to me when it's animated in the same way it was bruce willis willis, that's right it was bruce willis's voice talk like that (laughs) i I really feel like babies talk like that i'm a full-grown woman but i feel like (laughs) babies are in utero and you know with john travolta and kirstie alley's voice oh god back when both of them were you make me want to watch a movie less problematic that's where the scientology started with them that is where the scientology started with them that's funny. Ah, yes. And John Travolta, if he does not let go of that toupee, <laughs> let it I, go. I actually feel like, I think it was like he dyes his hair. I don't think it was a toupee. I, okay, this is going to sound funny. I saw him on a TikTok, and I'm trying to remember, but I think his hair was all gray now, but unless he changed yeah. the color of his toupee, I think maybe that's just what it was. That he was dying his hair. Wearing, he, he was wearing a, a maybe not a full one, maybe just like a little. 
that could you know, be. a little piece to make it thicker up top. That could totally be. You know, um, and I think since his wife has passed is when yeah. he, since he's really just been kind of like, all right, let's embrace it. I'm not, what's his name? John, what well, was his name? Favorite both Reno? his kid, one Maybe of his kids. Barbarino. One of his kids and his wife have both died. Like he's, yeah. he's been through some shit. Scientology. Got to put it in an angle more. It's you too know what? Bright. He actually very nicely. He looks really good. He looks good like that. Is that that's not now though, is it? Uh, that's not the look that I'm talking about though. That's okay. He looks good. That's 2019. So two years ago. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Michael told me like, do me a favor, please. Anyway, let it go. Yeah, exactly. Just anyway. Let it go. <laughs> um. So, uh, let's see. We'll do yeah, that one at the, the end. The whole popcorn. We were talking about popcorn. Yeah, I was just, I got so, distracted, but also I was trying to figure out, like, what else was no, the... No, no, no. Um, can we talk about Ruckus for a second? I mean, does he have to be everywhere? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I was yes. like, how many jobs does this man have, first of all? <laughs> and why does he get Jeez. positions of any kind of power in these jobs? And he always wants to just take it to the extreme. Oh, Call the right? FBI. Like, what? Like Homeland Security. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, you got that theater needed to be shut down. The, you know, the um, food area was. Disgusting. Oh my God, like, seriously. That was definitely an F. <laughs> I would have been the, like, Granddad, like, I don't want to put that on my food. Ew. Well, first, he asked for a freshly popped, you know, container, and you just pulled one from the counter. Uh -huh. that, so that is problem number one. Maybe you didn't understand what I said. Freshly popped. And I am <laughs> anal about customer service because I've done it. It's not that fucking hard. Do it. Right. Do your job right. I would have cussed him and probably that entire movie theater out. I'll, let me speak to your manager. And, now and then it would have been manager. ruckus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, you know, would have got caught for sneaking in. Right. Um, but I bought my tickets online. Um, <laughs> I mean, was that even something we can do then? I feel like, was that even like I think like that a, was just oh, starting then. Yeah. Yeah. Like Fandango was, and you yeah. they had movie phone where you could call in and order your phone through that. Um, I mean, <laughs> I, I used to just, I used to Hello, call Hello, and thanks for calling movie yes! phone. A service <laughs> of the Los Angeles <laughs> Times and 95.7 KLMF. <laughs> Someone lived in L.A. at the time. <laughs> oh, movie Dude, phone. you sounded like it. Some things we should bring back. You know, I, I actually really liked, when I was bored, I would call movie phone and I would just listen to previews of movies sometimes. <laughs> oh, that sounds like one I might want to see. What is this one? He was so enthusiastic. He would just make you want to watch everything. Right? Like, And I was also, you know, probably high because that was most well, of that time yeah. period, so... Yeah. Let's go see that. Oof. That was funny. Uh, I would have actually probably watched that too, though. Same. Fucking funny. Same. I. Pretty funny. I. I just. It's too much. It's too. It's not my. It's. It's not my humor. I just. I. So you may I cringe. not want to watch. Yeah. Food. I. You would have to get high to want so plain, actually. That and then, makes sense. And then, like, like, maybe wouldn't bother you. He got, me, he got me to actually like Rick and Morty by showing it to me when I was high. It was a much better choice. 
much better. <laughs> my kids have tried to get me to watch that. I'm like, I don't get it. So with a grandpa, like what? What? I don't. Yeah. Oh, it's a terrible um, show. It's absolutely terrible. But it is hilarious when you're high. <laughs> I do like Steven Universe. I love Steven Universe. Steven Universe it's, is the wholesome content that my fifth and fourth and third graders, when they get into it, it's just like this beautiful light turns on in their eyes. <sighs> but it's just, it's a bigger The anime's like hearts and stars. To today. Yeah. It's really cool. This podcast I listen to called The Read. Um, yes. It is... They talk about you love the read, right? Oh, um, and they're both, um, you know, they're part of the LGBTQ community and they talk about it in regards to being part of that community and how so many of the stories relate, you know, with the jewels and, and this and that and the different people and everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn, that's pretty deep. I remember one episode, they talked about it for like a good hour and a half. Um, <laughs> And I was like, wow, okay, I see you. And then I started, you know, I sat and watched one episode with my son. I was like, damn, they were right. It really is a really good commentary on the world that we live in right now and, you know, the differences. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's a good show. I can't remember exactly when that came out, but I do remember the day I agreed to finally watch it. And I was walking through the mall with my stepdaughter and she was just talking about how wonderful the show was. And she had a friend who was trans and out at school, but not at home. Mm-hmm. And she was like, mm-hmm. just like, it made her so happy that her friend could see this show and see himself in, in this world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like it was just, yeah. when I first watched that show, it was from a, a teenager's recommendation and I fell in love with it. Absolutely. Yeah. Same thing with Adventure Time. Yeah, There's same thing with much. Adventure Time, yeah. Yeah, Adventure Time was good, too. Um, yeah, they, you know, Adult Swim or, you know, Cartoon Network, they, they'll, they'll throw you some good ones. They've had, yeah. You, know, you just really have to... They've had some really crazy shit. Between the lines. <laughs> yeah. But they... Yeah, yeah, like the one where all the food was talking and you, you were like, boys, you can never watch that again. Um, oh, uh, the meatballs. <laughs> Oh, uh, yes. oh, yeah, I like that one. That, mm, I had an ex who watched that a lot, and so I've I've removed the memory of that show from my head. <laughs> yeah, that thing. Thank you that I wasn't yes. remembering on purpose, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, Meatwad. I remember Meatwad. Like, that's... <laughs> Meatwad. Yeah, it was crazy. That's another yeah, thing that when I was crazy. really high, I would enjoy. I probably would now, too. Yeah. <laughs> Now, uh, you know, my anyway. husband doesn't think it's as good, but it is. Big Mouth is like. I oh. love Big Mouth. I love oh, that guys. Big Mouth has been Bubble so man. like when they realized that they were maybe doing something that was a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. like with having a white actress voicing a black yeah. character. The way that they handled that with changing to a black voice was so amazing because. Like for me, as somebody who's kind of struggled with the exact same thing that that character has gone through, <laughs> um, that that idea of leaving your white self behind to embrace your blackness, it just was it was kind of a beautiful way to kind of handle that and to have her realize, yeah. you know, that she was sheltered and that she was cut off from this community that she was a part of. And, and the whole thing about mm-hmm. code switching. The whole thing about code switching was yeah. amazing. Yes. Like, oh, yeah, yeah I could talk for hours really, about that really show. good on there. <laughs> <laughs> they do really good on there. Um, and it's funny because they're all like really just kind of, 
I don't want to say sick in the head, but damn your comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, yeah, it, it's a good, it's a good show though. I love it. And Maya Rudolph just makes it. Oh yeah. I mean, just boom, boom, boom. Oh it's yeah. Just I want to get, best I want to get a tattoo of the, the hormone monstrous in a bubble bath on me somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't know where <laughs> to think about that. Uh, it reminds me, I'm like, you know what? If I think back to junior high, damn, it's actually very mm-hmm. on point. You know, oh, yeah. and I have a 12 year old in that now. So I'm kind of like, oof. All I'm, right. I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> and there's so much. Well, smarter I mean, than 12 year old boy I mean. wasn't terrible. 12 year old girl was scary. Yeah, I'm so happy. But then well, but then they kind of flipped for a little while the there. Day. Like about 14 year old boy was like, come on, boy. <laughs> Although nine year old boy was so, worse than. Yeah, exactly. Well, our nine year old <laughs> was going through it. He had the nerve to yell last night, like yell. I was like, you know, what's his mind? But the 12-year-old is pretty funny. He told a pause joke the other day. He said they learned about longitude and latitude. And my husband was talking to him and he was like, you know how you tell the difference, right? And my son goes, long, like something else. Pause. And I was like, oh, my God, you are. That's my boy. Good job. Good job, kid. Good job. <laughs> and he, he knows it. He Aww. knew exactly how to use it. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. Oh, that's amazing. But he's such an honest kid that he tells us everything, probably in stuff that I'm like, I, I didn't need to hear that. But I, you know, I'm blessed that he, he does that. He could be hiding shit, so. But, um. Uh, know, just, so anyway. Yeah, sorry, my allergies. Like, oh, yeah, no problem, no problem. Um, um, so there's a little bit of trivia, and we've got one more quote. Um. I figured the quote would be really good for Ed to be like the last thing we discussed since it was kind of the end of the movie. So, uh, TV show. Hmm? TV TV show. show. That's totally what I said, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, I'm talking about the movie. Right, 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 right. It was about a movie. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, Dean went through all the trouble to find some trivia for us. So I figured, you know, I could say it. So the title of this episode is a reference to the film "Get Rich or Die Trying" or "Dry Trying" Mm -hmm. (laughs) or "Die Trying," or which uh, which is referenced multiple times in the episode. Uh, My favorite being when uh, what is it? What what was the title? Fifty Cent's title. Um, Air Marshal Fifty. Air Marshal Fifty Cent was like I'm I love how he was supposed to be like a like a Wesley Snipes right. like but, every, but he was 50 Cent like that was his his yeah yeah because everything 50 Cent acts in he is 50 Cent <laughs> pretty much <laughs> pretty much I'm not mad at his come up though I mean he's creating great content yeah and yeah, yeah who would have thought that you know seriously 50 who got shot and who murdered Ja Rule's career who's gonna become <laughs> then Ja Rule you know, did it again to himself <laughs> oh I mean lord he just murdered like one song he murdered him and I was like nope don't like Ja I hate you Ja Rule I hate you um but yeah that uh I wonder I, I was curious why that was the title of the show and like what that had to do with it have you seen the movie? I, I've never. I haven't seen. Haven't I, seen I haven't seen okay. that one either. So. I haven't actually seen the movie, okay. but um, but yeah, I've heard that before. And yeah, it's no, we should watch that movie. movie. Yeah. Um, Had you guys seen the Tupac movie? Which one? <clears throat> the his um, 
bi- well, I guess it's a biopic. Oh, no, not yet. Um, oh, yeah, you guys have to see that one, too. That one's really good, but it just makes you really sad again. Like, it definitely puts you back in 96. Mm. Um, but it just, he's, he's such an amazing, such an amazing soul. And just to see, you know, his upbringing and, and everything. So, yeah, so you guys got to watch Soul Plane. You've got to watch <laughs> Get Rich and Die Trying. And you got to watch... Um, the pop movie. We'll, we'll have a we'll have a movie marathon at some point. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, black movie. Well, black movies referenced in in Boondocks black marathon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, another piece of trivia. Um, obviously, John Witherspoon play and Gary Anthony Williams, who are Granddad mm-hmm. and Uncle Ruckus respectively, reprise their roles from uh, Soul Plane in the parody. But that also was Snoop Dogg and Monique, not 50 Cent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the other piece oh, uh, that the movie advertisements are the parody of the Who Makes the Movies anti-piracy campaign that was going on for so long. Mm-hmm. Where it was like that stage hand was talking. That was like, Stuntman. they sent man. I think the funniest ones of those that I've seen, though, are before porn. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Um, oh don't mean... steal porn. Okay, baby. All right. Yeah. I promise I'm not this was doing recorded that. But... In, this was recorded in Chatsworth, <laughs> California. Right. You know, it's always something like that. But that that was similar to what was shown in the theater. So yeah. it was that like non-piracy kind of, you know, bull crap there. That makes um, sense. Yeah. You guys, oh my God. John Witherspoon and Soul Plane. You guys have got... We'll yeah. see it. We will, I promise. Was... Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. And it's then... Not... We're not friends anymore. <laughs> All um, right. So, MJ, you had one more quote that you wanted to highlight. So we'll go ahead and play that. <laughs> that was great, Granddad. Boy, I wish we could have seen the end of that movie. I don't know. I feel bad for leaving Huey and what's her name? They knew the risks, so they might do a little time. We see them when they get out. Uh, it doesn't seem right. I'm going back and turning myself in. Turn yourself me, granddad, look, come on. I mean, I love Huey. Almost like a brother, but what's done is done. Almost we got like to let brother. go of the past. If he don't come back, can I have his side of the room? Oh, come on, granddad. You're supposed to be setting a better example. <laughs> I love how he says, I love him almost like a brother. Like a, almost like a brother. <laughs> yeah, that was my favorite part of that. Riley would be the worst for you to do a crime with. He would be the one in first 48 that would like be hella hardcore and then all of a sudden just snitch and just tell everything. I wonder, um, would he though? Like he's so anti-snitch though. Like, well, maybe not snitch, but make sure that he doesn't get as much in as much right, trouble. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Like um, I could even see him accidentally snitching. Like I ain't gonna mm-hmm. tell you that so-and-so did it. Oh! Like that kind of thing. I could absolutely see that. I wasn't even with them anyway. I got out of the car at the 7-Eleven before. Like, what? You just, you just told. You just told. Yeah, I, I could see that. Um, I did want to quote, I mean, he, Riley says it a lot, but I always think it's funny when he's like, oh, nigga, you gay. Mm-hmm. So, I and I know, you know, not appropriate now. Um, but when, you know, his brother sat next to him yep. in the movie theater. And that is definitely a guy thing. Like, I remember going with Hubby and his frat brothers. And I was like, why are there six seats between all of us? We came together. 
Yeah, <laughs> you can't, you can't, you can't sit next to him. I don't want to share the armrest with, oh. and I'm like, oh, in case we oh my god, book. yeah. Playing elbows, <laughs> playing elbows. You're so funny. <laughs> but yeah, so all right. <laughs> I don't want to accidentally give him a hand job. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't want to put my hands in the popcorn at the same time. So yeah, I get it. All right, then. Okay. He said, he told a friend the other day, he said, look, if you, if you think of something and you want to know if I would do it, you should just ask yourself, what would do do? And... <laughs> Most times it's going to be like, no, he wouldn't do that. So then <laughs> you don't have to pose a question to me. It was so funny. I was like, babe, I'm getting that shirt. Like I'm getting that shirt made for you. But oh. yeah, this was um, like you said, you know, like you said, this episode was kind of, you know, it was just entertainment and it was yeah. just a, yeah, you know, conversation. I think on it was another or not we needed to make a a two and a three. I think he was really kind of pointing fingers or talking about like Medea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Black entertainment. And, and that's a theme that's been going through the, this show as well, that black entertainment does not necessarily show the right uh, or the most positive stereotypes to the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at all the love and hip hops. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Cardi B is the biggest success story from there. I mean, um, more power to her, but. I'm not mad at her, mm. please. The girl one got her teeth fixed, took some on the Scott money, and <laughs> she take care of her she kids. Is. She's she's like, you know, <laughs> the poor girl though in quarantine is bored and definitely interacting with her fans a little more than she probably would do on a normal yeah. basis. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she was always. That's how she kind of blew up though, because she was big on social media before she mm. got on Love and Hip Hop, and nice. you know, I think people have told her to rein it in. Because, you know, she's responded and said some things yep. and, you know, had to delete the tweets and come out with the iOS press release and, you know, all that. Yeah. Lindsay, I know you know where that's from, the read. Mm. Um, so, <laughs> um, I think that's part of it. But also, she has more money. She has a husband, you know, a man that, you know, she she's definitely turned him around, mm-hmm. you know, I think. Um, and she seems like she's she doing has a great. Baby, yeah. You know. She don't need him, basically. Like, if nothing worked out, she's still going to be dope. I mean, that new video of hers, if you guys haven't seen it, please go check out that. Not yet, she's but fired. I will. I love her, honestly. Like, I don't listen to her music a lot, but I love her. So I think she yeah, is. It makes me want to be a like, stripper. It makes me want to be more confident. Like, that's the thing. Yes. Like, even when she was like eight months pregnant, she was like, I'm sexy as fuck, and you guys want to fuck me, so everything is going to be okay. And I'm like, oh, bitch, I wish I could yeah. say that. <laughs> I mean, she, yeah, right? You can. Yeah, yeah, I can. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. Say it. Anyway. She, uh, no, she looks great. <laughs> she's quarantine thick. She got a little extra thickness on her there. I like, um, I like it. She's dancing <laughs> a little bit. And, you know, and like I said, all her music makes me want to just like hit the strip club, be it like Magic, Magic City or something. Um, on that note, yeah. take yourself too <laughs> seriously. Lover. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about the show or should we go to our uh, resident white man? Let's go to the white man. The white man. The white man. <laughs> We're on the dark web. Dark web. <laughs> that should be your opening every time before you do it. Hello, I am the white man. <laughs> 
<laughs> Welcome to White Man Phone. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, so today's white people question I got from a, a TikTok video that I saw. And, I, and, and what I put in here is, is the slimmed down version of it. And it's, uh, and it's basically, you know, the, the full question was, if a civil war were to happen, how would you know what white people to trust? What would yeah. your what would your criteria be? And I know what this TikToker said, and I pretty much agree with it. So I'm going to hold off on what I say. Uh, Lindsay, won't you go ahead? Because <laughs> you know, sure, none, y'all. <laughs> I got a white ass husband in there, and he's taking me and my family straight to the border. That's all. That's it. On my <laughs> behalf. Um, I love you so much. I love you so much. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So I would trust those that I have been cool with. We we say when the zombie apocalypse jumps off, we have our friend Chris, who is this just big corn fed white boy who knows how to do everything. And so we're like, you know, we'll we'll be with you. Um, and I probably go for the ones that are a little, you know, um, residents of Florida. Let's just say those type of, uh, you know, like. Well, so the, I think what it is. The, the I, point of the question I will go crazy and die for you. I think the the um, point of the question more is how do you know that the white man next to you isn't one of those crazy Florida? We got ha, the the city that I live in is full of white people I would not trust, and they are not from oh, Florida. Yeah. Like, how would yeah. you know? No. How would you know that this white man that you run into is a white man you could trust or white person? Well, I'm in by Florida. I, I said that like you guys watch I, yeah. the same podcast that we watch, um, which is called End of Sentence. And everything he talks about is crazy people from Florida. Um, but these people are kind of like ride or die. Like, I'm about that life. You know, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't have uh, respect for my life. And, you know, kind of I'll die at a heartbeat. That's what I was saying. Somebody that will, you know, jump in, in front of me and the zombie or, you know, me and, and, you know, the war that's going on or whatever. But, and I'm just, you know, kind of being tongue in cheek. Making but how, a joke. Yeah. How I do you know you would trust them? I would go for the people that, I would go for the people that, you know, that are willing to give a helping hand. The ones that come over and say, hey, you know, we have extra fruit or we have, you know, an extra jug of water. Like just somebody that you can right away just tell their their energy and their vibe. I mean, and that's just kind of how I work now. You know what I'm saying? Like, if your energy and your vibe's good, I don't look at you as a white person or or anything else. Like, I, I trust my intuition. Um, I wish I could. But my intuition, I'm also going to right? keep my firearms handy. Right. Because my intuition over the last few years, uh, I've realized that it wasn't very good because... I got rid of a lot of white people out of my life after the last few years. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I look at this as if I don't know you right now, I'm not going to trust you period. Yeah, well, yeah. If, if this yeah. broke out tomorrow, mm -mm, it's not going to happen. But what this TikToker said, so many of them, they just felt like it was okay for them to just come out and, you know, Trump helped them to come out and just, right. Right. Oh, but that's not that, even that you know, though. Like even before that, just the when Black Lives Matter started, that was before Trump. And mm -hmm. uh, you would start to see that then like I'm I'm talking about mm -hmm. like the last few years of my mm -hmm. life. I have trimmed people who I thought were friends like long time, like people I've been oh, yeah. my best friend from high school. 
we are not friends mm-hmm. anymore because she thought that kneeling was disrespecting the flag and we could not have oh, that yeah. conversation. So, you know, it's uh, the, the, what this, what this person said um, that really kind of resonated with me was basically they would have to walk up to me with a gun in my face, look me in the eye and say, we both agree that I could kill you right now. Agree? Yes, we agree. Now, I'm not going to kill you right now. Okay? I'm putting my gun away. Now, he'd have to say something like, come with me if you want to live. You know? Show me. I'm not going to kill you. Can you trust me? Are you going to trust me? Let's go. So that's what, that's what this TikToker said. No, I get that. I get that totally. I'm just saying that that's what this TikToker said. And I can, I can see that. Like, Right now, so I am absolutely of the mind of if I do not know you right now, we are I, you are not going to be on that list of people that are going to become my trust trusty sidekicks in the apocalypse. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I feel like it, I, it just... would have to be somebody that you know, probably somebody that we've known from college. Like I feel like anybody that I've known from that time period that we're still cool with, I'd be you know okay. I wouldn't I wouldn't have a second thought. Um, you know, some of the people that I've met over the past couple of years at the resort that we go to. Yeah, nah. <laughs> not, not going to do it because you were the same ones that had, you know, the MAGA hats and, you know, the Trump signs and, you know, and felt that you, it was, you were empowered to say idiotic things, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it honestly, what I think if that were to happen, I think black people, Latinos, Armenians, you know what I'm saying? I think it would be all of us against the whites. I think that's I what it would really be. And it probably wouldn't be too much of I trust you, you know, or too much crossing over intermingling because, you know, it by that time if something happens, there's no trust anymore. You know, the rest of us feel like we are not important to the rest of this country. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, you know, that's probably what it would be. Um yeah, I'd probably try to make a friend with these one percenters that have these, you know, bunkers, though. Trying to make a friend with somebody. I don't know. There were some <laughs> there were some pretty idiot one percenters in Texas who everything ran on gas, which uh, was powered oh, by electricity yeah. or something like it was ridiculous shit because they they didn't ever think that the apocalypse could include cold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what do you guys think about solar now, huh? What do you think about solar? Because oh, you guys but, would have been but, okay. But all of our solar panels and uh, uh, windmills, they, they froze too. Yeah, because you didn't winterize anything because you thought right. it would never fucking happen. Yeah. Again. 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 And, Ten years yeah. after it happened before. Almost to yeah. the day. Anyway. Do they have water back yet? There are some parts that don't. So. No, there are some parts that don't. Like, I was reading something, and not just Texas, but like, Part, there are several places in the west or in yeah. the southwest and the southeast that are like there was something I think it was Jacksonville uh, was one of them let's see Louisiana who oh, hold on That's okay. I'm staying my black ass right on the west coast <laughs> The worst that'll happen here is we'll break off and float into the ocean, and then we'll be our own. So we'll be all right. I believe that. Uh, let's see. Texas is still having trouble with drinking water. Most of Texas, it looks like seven uh, seven million ordered to boil. 
but there's sorry, I'm not close to it. But there was another one. I'm not finding it right now because everything just and Ted Cruz is like, let's go to Cancun. Fuck that shit. Um, he's total shit. Anyway, Lindsay, um, Lindsay, tell us. You were gonna say more there a little bit, and oh, it's just you know, like even learning from like early slavery, like how the slave trade got started and shit. Mm-hmm. When people have material gain on the line, they get real funny, and this goes beyond race. It's not a white or black thing. Mm-hmm. It's just like, listen, if I know uh, Ted Cruz is looking for four good black slaves, and I see Lindsay and her sisters coming down the line, hey, I, and I'm a black person, I'm going to go sell out Lindsay so I can make a run to mm-hmm. Mexico. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You can't, to me anyway, mm-hmm. you cannot trust anyone in those situations, sadly. Um but I'll do you like, even like you were saying for intuition, I would love to say it's a, it works all the time, but people, even if you're intuitive, you can only intuit what a p- person kind of gives off mm, in their energy. Yeah. And there's a mm. lot of people who know how to fake that oh, energy yeah. they're giving off. So, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Y'all do yeah. you. Not just sociopaths. Yep. Like yep. Just, they're good at it. They're good at yes. They're good at it, but it's not just sociopaths. It's, it's people, it's people every day. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's your mother. It's you know. It's ever your mother is not a sociopath. As much as you want to blame like something like that on that, no, your mom's just a flat out racist. <laughs> and she tried to hide it for a long time. And she's one of those people that the most recent um, resident in, in chief that is no longer there uh, br- didn't bring out, but like enhanced. Yeah, and, and you know, part of it was probably. You know, Ken dying when he did and and, uh, you know, your aunt and the proximity there and her family. But anyway. (sighs) Yeah. On that nice and depressing note. Off topic thing I wanted to (laughs) ask you guys. Did you guys watch the Britney Spears documentary? Not yet. No. Oh, my gosh. I so have to watch it. I've got too much going on to take on the emotional. uh, um whatever the emotional uh weight that would be watching that thing and processing the behavior and actions that i contributed to during I her time thank you you like, are taking the words right out of my <laughs> mouth because that's what i felt i was like i was totally into it when she got the umbrella i totally was like oh yep. you cheated with wade robson you know i that's exactly what i felt when hubby came home i go i really feel bad mm-hmm. for you well, know, Perez Hilton was my shit. And Perez <laughs> Hilton really, you know, he was my shit. He did not I was like, like her, we yeah. are kindred spirits. We share the same birthday. We're both messy, loving to death. Um, but then after a while it got old, you know, and then just to see got what she went through. Yeah. 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 And um, I remember at the time everything was happening, I was totally paying attention to all of it because, you know, that's what media did to us is turn us yeah. into people who consume that kind of thing. But I feel well, like that was about it. that was about the end of my um, really having those feelings of I need to know what's going on with pop culture and shit. And like ma- because I started to realize I started to see shit that I had gone through on her face, basically, you know? Yeah. Like. She it just got sad and it got sadder and sadder and sadder and. You know, it just, 
I mean, I'm not ready for that. About, <laughs> yeah. And what, but what we know about kid stars, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like we know oh, that yeah. they have a tougher, you know, upbringing or tougher life anyway, once they are trying to make that different, you know, that I'm no longer a child or a teenager, I'm an adult. Mm-hmm. And from jump, you know, they said she was too sexy. And then so when she tried, you know, to grow up, then it was like, oh, well, here she is again. And then she just wanted to be a t- early 20 something. I mean, her and Kevin Federline was like, mm, yeah, and we all dated somebody like that. Oh, I didn't yeah. walk around in gas stations with no shoes on or anything. But <laughs> I just remember thinking like, oh, they are so in love. Like they probably just wake up, you know, funky breath, have sex. Lay it's in bed, like that eat, Romeo and Juliet you know. love, though. It's it's very yeah. surface and very like um, it's tied up in lust and and being 19 and 20 and or whatever, oh, yeah. you know. It, yeah, like, oh, yeah, I remember that one very well. I, I remember being yeah. engaged at 19 and looking back, I'm like, holy fuck, thank God I'm not part of that family. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. I mean, it's really sad. You really see the, you know, the lack of a relationship with her dad, which is why, you know, she jumped on, you know, a relationship with Kevin, mm-hmm. why she had two kids back to back. She just wanted something that was normal. You know, she's that girl from Kitwood, Louisiana, yep. you know, deep down. Um, but what her dad's doing to her is so fucked up. And I do think that she probably has some things going on emotionally. Um, but Brittany could be right now killing it in Las Vegas again, because Brittany can still, she wanted to perform. Oh yeah. And I will tell you, I was up doing choreography. Like it was 2001 again, watching all that. Um, but yeah, so that's just something I've been waiting to talk to you guys about to see if you've seen it. So please watch it. That, and, uh, yeah, that is one. Like, once I know what's going on with my job next year, uh, yes. <laughs> I I will probably be a lot better at being able to watch things that could trigger me emotionally. Um, right now, I'm... Um, I'm focusing every uh, spoon that I have between work and all of the stuff that's going on there. So, like, I'm watching totally ridiculous, like, not, what what the fuck is the show that I've been watching? Um, It's like, it's not Ancient Aliens, but it's one of those kind of shows where it's like, we we saw this thing on the satellite and we didn't know what it was. And so here's some scientists that'll speculate and then eventually we'll tell you what it was. Um, yeah, that's what I've been things. watching lately because I, I can't, I can't either that or like, you know, conspiracy, conspiracy theory stuff. <laughs> yeah. And we've been watching a lot of, you know, like I told you for gun reviews mm-hmm. and, and just a lot of, well, we're finding that a lot of those freaking gun reviewers are just like, Oh, let me rile everybody up type thing. Um, you know, we've been watching a lot of, well, started watching temptation Island again, which is always <laughs> great. Good trashy TV. Um, and of course I always watch my American dad, but you know, it's, uh, there's a lot to watch basically, but I, I found myself wanting to watch shit that just doesn't require a lot of energy other than mm-hmm. law and order. <gasps> oh, did you guys know a new law and order is coming out? Um, I actually found out today. I knew that there was something where Stabler was coming back. Yes. And then today I was like, Oh, they're starting a new series. <laughs> yeah. Yep. They need Another it, one. and it's about damn time. <laughs> Sabre's been gone for a hundred years. Sorry, that, that's uh, well, yeah, I stopped watching it before Stabler left. So, I mean, Mershka Hargitay is gorgeous, but the two of them together I mean, was golden. Like that man, was what made the show that good. Sexual tension, woo! 
And I think she really was in love with him deep down because it seems like since then she has not been able to really keep um, have a relationship the same way that she had with him. But yes, so that's what I'm excited about. Sorry. <laughs> and coming to America is coming out. Coming to yes, America I'm excited about that. I mean, yes. not excited. I'm really, really hoping that it's not terrible. How's that? <laughs> they said it, it's, it's supposed to be really funny. Like they, yeah. you know, because at first I was like, ah, are we really going to do this? But I think that they, you know, they filled it in with like Tracy, you know, Tracy Morgan. And then yeah. Wesley Snipes looks like he's going to be hilarious. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I'm oh, yeah. No, I, and I, Pumpkin Brewster came back on this week. I have actually heard that, that that reboot is decent. And that scares me because I completely was punky when I was growing up. <laughs> like, I, oh, she was same. We were the same age. The actress got a breast reduction as a teenager and I desperately wanted one because I mean you guys have seen me but and people who know me know that I am um four handfuls on each side (laughs) I think that's what we decided (laughs) wow so there's a little and that's after losing weight so (laughs) yeah so you could definitely really so anyway um well I love it all right All right, I think uh, unless there's anything else. Oh, can I give a shout out really quick to um, Demon for being on um, my podcast? We had a yeah, and we had a great conversation. Really cool guy, Um, and we'll probably end up like I think collabing on kind of like a game night or movie trivia or something because we both speak in movies. It was crazy. Um, yeah, I had a really great. Uh, I was on on his show. Um, I don't know if it's come out yet. Demond does. Um, yeah, I don't think it has yet. But yeah, I was on on his show as one of the multiple podcasts I recorded last week <laughs> that didn't have anything to do with this one. <laughs> well, isn't it nice? I was on a LinkedIn podcast last week. Nice. Um, and yeah, really good. Just kind of uh, gave me a whole new audience. So I, you know, having some people hit me up, and I'm like, okay. I, yeah, I don't need that cannabis. Yeah, thank you. You know, everybody has to do with cannabis, you know. Oh, do you packaging? I can do your banking. And I'm like, nope, that's not what I do, but thanks. <laughs> um, but it, it was really cool, really cool opportunity. And I just, you know, I think collaborating with other podcasters, one, we know it helps to grow your brand, but then it kind of helps you to build, you know, just a little kind of pod family. Right. So, And to be perfectly honest, um, I don't know a lot of black people and it's really exciting that I'm getting to meet black people because of this show. <laughs> and yeah, I know that sounds yeah. funny, but like the black people I know are people that I work with and people mm. that I've known through roller derby who don't live in the same city as me. So I've got work people and then people in Texas and people in California and you know, the East coast, <laughs> which includes you guys yeah, in California. <laughs> it's just really cool how, you know, I know Dean can attest to this through Twitter like you really kind of create these these relationships and in, in this network, yeah. and uh, I think podcasters are really kind of kind of well, some of them are kind of cliquish, but overall they're really supportive of you know everybody being able to have their platform. So it'd be really cool if we found like another you know all female pod to maybe collaborate with or yeah. do something like that. So get on it, Dean. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, but miss you guys. All right, miss you too. See you soon. This is the worst day of my entire life. Told you. 
Hey, thanks for joining us again as we make our way through the trials and tribulations of the Freeman family. We hope to see you back again next time for Tom, Sarah, and Usher. Want to know where to find us on the social medias or where to subscribe to the podcast? Just head right over to www.theboondockspod.com slash links. Have a stupid white people question you want to leave us? Email us at host at theboondockspod.com or leave us a voicemail at 760-933-8636. That's 760-WE-3-UNDO. Shout out to the artists who've created our intro and outro tunes. Our intro is hashtag make a change by K-I-R-K. You can find them on Spotify, iTunes, and Tidal. Our outro is Good Times by Audio Binger. You can find them on freemusicarchive.org and YouTube.